Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What is happening, everybody out there? We are without Brian House today. And, you know, I know it's just Don't me and Ben. Out yet. Don't I know out we kind of we kind of hinted that maybe we'd had Jason in the house, but sadly, you know, it didn't quite work out. But you know, yeah, shit uh, down in the south, you know, you know it's, it's always it's that behind the eight ball. Yeah, I don't know what's going on <laughs> down there, but yeah. Well, so maybe we someday. are hanging out here, and what's going on? Oh, 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 oh! That sounds like the hustle and grind music. What the hell is going on? Ladies and gentlemen, Hardwell. boys and girls, oh. my name's Jason Hartwell. Prepare, prepare for one hour to have your ear holes tickled and your fat bellies wiggled. Hey! <laughs> this is Jason on the Work For It podcast, it. baby. Hell yeah, dude. I love it. What we the went heck? from one disc jockey to a disc jockey voice to another here. It's incredible. <laughs> Coming at you live from South Georgia. Dude, Brian might have a, contest, a contestant over here. I, I don't know. Voicing over uh, uh, Amazon or Audible books pretty soon. <laughs> Look out, buddy. Shit. So, Jake, <laughs> what the hell's going on with you? What's going on? Man, it's good to finally be here. I know we've talked about this for Damn, shit, yeah. six or eight months now. Yeah, man. But, uh, you know, with swamp-ass internet, there's just... Uh, not a good way to do it, but things lined up today, and I'm happy to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Damn dandy. I know you and I tried to do an episode together, shit, nine months ago, was it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and floundered our way to nothingness. But, uh, yeah, man, it's great to have you on. And Thank you, thank you. Before, before we start, or later, but I just have to tell you, that freaking knife that I won, man, is getting put to use on the daily out here in the great west well good man i'm awesome glad you're liking it yeah man kick ass kick ass blade i love the handle i actually am just about done with a leather sheath for it so oh nice i'll be sharing that soon so how do you like the finish of everything the you know the fit and the finish the the gaps around the pinholes you know there shouldn't be any of those it was immaculate, man. Honestly, like I, I poured over the damn thing. And I'll tell you, with that, um, so for those that don't know, it has a handle, sort of a green turquoise color handle uh, with blue pins and yellow liners. But it's also, the blue has some of that aluminum honeycomb in it. Right, right. And, and man, I'll tell you, just looking at this thing and thinking about how you made it, if your uh, sanding or grind lines were off on that handle at all, it would be so obvious because that, that, that honeycomb just, <laughs> you know, shows imperfection so quickly. And, uh, yeah, there's none. I it, love it. It does, but kind of in a way, using that honeycomb, it's actually called C-Tech. Okay. And uh, it almost makes it a little easier. Uh, okay. When you're doing your grind, oh, imagine, like, sketching. You know, it, it yeah. can be tricky, but if you're doing that on grid paper, 
it yeah, makes yeah. it a lot easier to keep things kind of symmetrical. Oh, yeah. wow. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, as long as you get everything lined up straight on your initial glue up, so you yeah. know everything is, you know, even side to side, it really yeah. gives you a point of reference all the way throughout the process. And that's Holy Dude, that shit. makes sense, right? Because, uh, uh, like, people, if, they would, if you want to enlarge a, a drawing or a picture, right, probably the easiest way to do it is to break it into a grid. Right. And then you're only ever drawing, you know, a shorter portion of the picture enlarged and, and i've seen people duplicate you know some incredibly detailed drawings uh, with that grid method so that makes perfect sense i love it huh. yeah well shit maybe learn I have to pick something up some of that new stuff. man that's some deep south knowledge there <laughs> hey. Well, hey guys i know we're live but let me ask you a question here since i'm new to cast what's up i'm yeah. looking at this screen and i've got a little uh, a mute box next to where it says guest yeah you yeah. hit that and you're muted okay so yep. i'm good now Oh yeah, you're and good. then the the uh, like ninety six ms. That's how much lag you have, so it records locally, and then it also uh, at, from time to time pushes it up to the cloud or to the internet, and so that's just telling us about how much lag you have. If that number gets really huge, then you've gone off the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't see a number under mine. I just see you guys. So yeah, right, correct. You're good. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to clear. Good, I didn't man. want to get to the end of this, and then I'm not on it because I hit the wrong button somewhere along the line. So, so let's for maybe for folks, <coughs> Jason. Which, first of all, you need to know Jason. You need to follow Jason. What's your uh, What's your Instagram handle there? It is Jason? JK Blades. No spaces, no underscores, nothing crazy. Just JK awesome. Blades. And and what brought you into the doctor today? Uh, well, <laughs> um, tell us, uh, tell us some more. Tell us a bit about your, uh, you know, what you do, where you came from, how you got started. Just kind of your your OG story. Well, I guess everything started in the back of an old blue pickup truck somewhere in 1982. <laughs> a lot of wrestling, huh? Okay. Hey. So we'll move a little further forward than that, right? <laughs> All right. So uh, I've always liked to make things. Um, and funny enough, I've never been a knife guy. Even before I started making knives, you know, I always I grew up in the swamp. We always had knives, pocket knives, machetes, whatever. I never had like a high dollar knife, never cared nothing about that. And definitely didn't Me even too. know there was any such thing as, you know, these five, six, $700 EDC knives. Um, but I got to watch them forged in fire, you know, typical. Yeah. But when I started watching that show, it wasn't the knife making that drew me in. It was like the, you know, the contest part of it. Yeah. And, you know, okay. I just like to see a good competition. Yep. So uh, me and the wife were in Lowe's one day and it just clicked in my head. I said, babe, I'm going to make me a knife. She said, okay. Nice. And uh, so I bought this little bullshit uh, three by 21 flooring sander and okay. yeah. put like some plumbing strap on it to bolt it upside down to my workbench and a piece of <laughs> mild steel. I didn't know anything. Right. And, uh, just, you know, one thing led to another YouTube videos and talking to other people and man, I'm full blast in it. Hell yeah, you are. But I still don't know, you know, I get questions every now and then, you know, can you do uh Nakiri with the Makugami Suba? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Who's he? I'm like, man, I'm a knife maker. Just cause I make knives. I did not turn Chinese overnight. I, <laughs> right. <laughs> I still don't know what any of that stuff means. You know. Well, you know, it's to me that's a that's such a 
that's such an enjoyable part of making anything, right? Like there's always another corner to turn around and there's always another uh, avenue to explore. And, and so as you pick up one skill, you know, it, it to me, it often bleeds into the next. I'm, I'm pushing myself forward by the time I'm finished learning the, the, the thing that I'm learning now. And it's, I don't know, it's so fun. It is fun. Um, it is fun to always be trying something new and, yeah, you know, and you learn a lot along the way about your process. You know, you yep. can, you can think you're doing something dead on the best way that there is to do it. Yep. And then you see it done another way and it just kind of opens up your mind, you know, to percent. Yeah, like I've That's seen cabinet makers, right. They've been cabinet maker all their life. Some dude walks into their shop. You're just fucking blown away, you know, like, holy shit. I never would have thought of that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and that's exactly what I love about, you know, doing all these custom orders because people ask for some wacky shit. And, you know, of course, yeah. you know, I'll make just about anything for the right amount of money. But it's like, you know, hey, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's the crazy thing, like the the, you know, the weird request that you try and you're like, holy shit, that's actually pretty cool. And I'm going to incorporate that into something else. And now it you just kind of develops your own style. It's just, I yeah. don't know, man. You and I have talked about that, uh, Brian, where um, the, the fact that with my woodworking stuff, everything I've always built was purely custom, right? Like yeah, for sure. Total deadpan stranger walks into the shop or sends an email or whatever, and it's completely out of the blue, right? Mm -hmm. I've, I've had requests for everything's from... And... And it, to me, it's so exciting about that. It's also the biggest pain in the ass about that. <laughs> yeah, because you, you know? spend so much time having to un unravel the, the pattern yeah. or the, what's you know, the, trying to figure out the design, you know. Yeah, what's the definition of perfect or what's the definition of good enough? Well, I don't know. I don't have anything to compare it to, right? So you, yeah, for you sure. literally build your own standard. So Jason... What are you, so do you make a line of knives? Are you a purely custom shop? Are you mix? Well, things have actually changed a lot here recently. Um, mm -hmm. I used to only take custom orders. Okay. And that kept me busy enough to where every single build was different. Yeah. And then things slow down as they do. And yep. uh, so I just, I went completely bonkers. I made probably 30 knives in 30 different styles. And... Um, just searching. I, right. I mean, I was selling them yep. kind of regularly, not as quickly as I would like to. Um, but I was having fun making different things. Well, I'm full-time right, yeah. at this. So I started picking up on which ones are moving faster than others. So at this yeah. point, I've kind of knocked it down. You know, it's where I've got a line of probably four different EDC-style blades. Okay. And then, you know, I've got chef's knives, anything for the kitchen. Those are pretty standard. I mean, you can yeah. go crazy with an EDC knife as far as different types of grinds. and Oh, my Lord, yeah. You know, it, it can go all over the place. But if you want a 9-inch chef's knife, it's either got a K-tip or not. You know, yep. it's two and a quarter at the heel or two inches. There's not a lot of mm -hmm. craziness. Are you doing all fixed blade or do you do folding at all? Or? All fixed, all fixed. Yep. Um, yep. I've had very few people ask me about folders. Yeah, really. And honestly, I get, it's just I get people asking me about folders all the freaking time. It's just not something I'm even interested in. I feel like I'm having really? so much fun doing what I'm doing 
That's cool. Uh, and until I can look at one of my blades and step back and say that there is absolutely no way in the world that this knife could get any better. Until I can yeah. do that, I'm not going to move on. So to, you're never going to make crazy. a folder. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Most likely not. I'll tell you, like, I've never made a knife. Um, I've had some desire to make a knife, not a, not a huge desire. Uh, the biggest roadblock. Older interests me the most. And I don't know why, you know. I could see that. Um, I feel like you've but, got a very technical brain and there's moving parts within a folder. Yeah. Yeah. And coming up with like new mechanisms, you know. Um, right. Ooh, sorry, I keep hitting my mic stand. Um, I bought uh, the Maker Knife from Jocko whatever. Well, it must be two years ago now when he released that. The Maker Knife is basically a uh, razor blade holder. You know, it's utility knife type of a setup, but it's got a, an incredibly cool locking mechanism uh, sort of built into it. Really nice, really slim. Every utility knife that I've bought that you sort of, that has a pocket clip, you know, and you can slide it in, they're always so damn fat. Yeah. And what I loved about the maker knife is it's really freaking thin. Um, <clears throat> making it podcast the other day with Jimmy Duresta and Bob Claggett and um, David Picciuto. And David Picciuto actually is designing a knife, which to, like floored me for one. He's a woodworker. <laughs> but he said he's designing a sort of a utility blade holder as well. But what I thought was really cool is... You order the plans, and then you can place an order to send, cut, send, and they'll cut all the, the metal parts for it, and then you make the scales for it. So it's kind of a DIY kit in a way. He doesn't have to manufacture any of the, of the moving parts for the, the guts of the slider. And I thought, man, that's kind of a cool way to do it, you know? Yeah, but, for sure. I don't know. So he just had to um, get it right one time and get that file made. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he's been like CNCing things out of acrylic and 3D printing things, you know, just to rapid prototype ideas and stuff like that. And then he said about every fifth version, he'll send off a CAD file to send, cut, send and have them, you know, cut the parts, ship them out to him. And then he'll, you know, assemble the real deal just to kind of gut check and see where he's at. But kind of a neat way to do it. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. So anyway, you've also got a podcast, which is, you know, a sort of, I like to think of it as the sister podcast to the work for it podcast. Tell us about the show. Uh, yeah, there is a podcast out there, huh? Almost forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm the host of the hustle and grind podcast. And uh, we've been going right at a year now. Um, nice. March I was wondering, yeah. second, I believe, is going to be when the first one actually aired. Um, they were obviously recorded okay. a good bit before that. So, But uh, as far as being out through the world, we're right at a year now. And uh, started out with Bubba. That went for a little while. And uh, mm -hmm. just scheduling things and, you know, life changes. Uh, he, he wasn't able to stick around. But... Uh, 
I brought a, another host on. And, man, I tell you what, when it comes to the podcast, I kind of feel like a coach every now and then. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I kind of like to think of Pickle and Ryan as, you know, my guys. That's my team. And uh, yep. I really think that I have picked a great team. It was me and Pickle yeah. for a while, and we were rocking. Yep. Um, but, you know, we just we got to talking, and we felt like we needed to change it up just just a bit. We needed to bring something different in. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and we got to talking about possibilities of who, and, and Ryan. It's a little just, strange. Yeah, Ryan know, just fit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Ryan just, he, he fit what we were looking for. Dude, nice. let me tell you, as being the third in a podcast, having three people in a podcast is really the way to go. It's <laughs> a lifesaver, man. Like, honestly, <laughs> oh shit, um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be here if we didn't have three. I, I, I know that, you know, like Brian would have had to find another another host just with all my health and everything else. And, and even just schedule wise, you know, I mean, it's it's becoming kind of rare to have all three of us on this show. Um which we do our best, but man, shit comes up last minute or just in general shit comes up, but also just on the show itself. It's so nice to be able to bounce a conversation between three people, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And you know, pickle, he's big into snowboarding and this is his time of year to where, you know, that's like he said the other day, that's his other passion. And he likes to chase the storms with us having three people. It gives him a little freedom to where he doesn't have to worry about, Yep. You know, obviously, we want him on as much as possible. But if he's out of town, you know, me and Ryan can still get it done, and vice versa. If Ryan's got something going on, um, the only downside is I don't get a day off because you know yeah. I'm the one running the studio here. <clears throat> but uh, that's all right, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to, wouldn't want to be away from it. I love it. I mean, yeah. shit. Look at look at our situation today. You know, Brian had something come up with you know family stuff and. You know, he couldn't he couldn't join today. And because we have three people and of course, now we have a guest on, you know, it it, shit can just happen. And it's it's totally fine. So, yeah. So switching gears real quick, you know, Jason, what what's going on in your shop this week? Uh, Well, I've I've got a little bit going on in the shop. Finally, I've been doing some other work outside of the shop just to kind of pay some bills and stay on top of the world. But uh, I did a raffle this past week. And how'd that go? It, it sold out in three days. Um, but I did this one a little different. I needed some money. And I kind of took this little uh, concept from Pickle. And what I did is I raffled off a knife that I have not even built yet. Um, so the concept is it was 30 spots, 20 bucks a spot. Okay. And the winner gets to pick whatever knife they want me to build, whether it be an EDC, a chef's knife, you know, whatever the case may be that kind of opens up people's mind to getting in on a raffle. You know, they might want an EDC, but they want a four inch blade and you're offering a five inch blade, you know, right. or, or they need a kitchen knife. You're auctioning off a fillet knife, but they would rather have a Santuco. This, you know, it kind of gives the the purchaser, I guess you'd call them some freedom. Right. Knowing that if they do win, they're actually going to get exactly what they're looking for. And I uh, like that idea. And, Another way of doing that, like um, Justin Laramieu did it over at Rainy Day Forge, where he basically had, was it five or six different knives that it was up for quote-unquote auction, Mm -hmm. or not auction, but raffle, but like, you know, when you win, you get to choose the knife that you want, because like, I went in and was like, I don't need a chef knife, but that's... super cool i know that there's people out there it's like holy shit i need a chef knife and this is a cheap way to possibly win it 
So like that's that's just in a very intelligent way of doing it. I like that. <coughs> well, I can't take all the credit. Like I said, uh, I think Pickle's the one who originated that idea. As far as I know, it's probably been done somewhere before. Uh, yeah. But I actually threw three prizes into this raffle. So there were three nice. winners. And at, you know, 30 spots, that's a one in 10 chance. Right. Yep. And I'm yep. still winning at the end of the day as, far as, as far as money goes. Uh, the second that's place was a, a finger banger. Yeah. And, uh, so second place is the finger banger. The finger banger. Yeah. And then third place we was the Woody Wax. at one point, no? Oh, no, so, no, no. She's still around, huh? Oh, yeah. She ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Finger banger boy. and Woody Wax. I get so many comments and stuff on those two names put together. <laughs> Coming up with names isn't easy. No, it's honestly. Not. No, it's not like at I, all. Yeah, but, like I'm designing all these aprons and shit, and I'm like, what am I going to call these? <laughs> uh, you should just call it apron. Just yeah, that's, like what, the, that's what my youngest Sam dumbest, said. He's like, God, just call it name. the toughest apron in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, cool. The towel. Jack came up with Alfred, who was uh, Batman's butler. Okay. <laughs> oh, nice. I see that. I see that. Okay, I yeah. see what you're doing there. I was trying to think of either, like, famous butlers, and that's the only one I could think of. And Jeeves. then I was thinking, yeah, thieves or... You know, like just a theme that you could have a whole pool of names to pick from. And I thought, like, maybe dead presidents. You know, that'd be <laughs> kind of cool. The Roosevelt, the Lincoln, the, I don't know. But it, it's not. It's not easy, you know. So we end up with Fanger Banger. Yeah, I mean, why not? Right? <laughs> I like how, I like how it, finger doesn't have an E in it. It's a fanger. You know, the A must that, be right. included. It's got to be spelled that way. Banger. It's a Fanger Banger. <laughs> incredible <laughs> but the uh the so, like the the i was gonna say the raffle idea or the waffle thing that whole concept i'm such a huge fan of that and seeing it come to knife making or making in general i think is just so powerful like you were we, we've all said a million times right it's it's an opportunity for an artist or craftsman to get an appropriate price or close to an appropriate price, closer to an appropriate price, I guess, for their work and for uh, a consumer to get a screaming deal on something. Yep. You know, you may not you may not win, but at least you know you're supporting that maker, you know, and maybe the next one you'll win. Yeah, I've got know. a handful of guys that jump in on every raffle or <laughs> auction that I do. That's and, great. Uh, and I can text, I call them kind of like the ringleader. I say, man, yeah. in case you hadn't seen it, I got a an auction going on. Tell your buddies, and within fifteen minutes, you know, there's three or four or five guys buying at least one, two, three spots a piece. Damn. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it works out good. Sorry about that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm starting to get kind of cold on these fucking raffles. Oh, geez. Yeah? I'm, Why? I'm still. At, I'm still. At, I, how long ago did I put up this dang offset serrated knife? And I still have seven spots left. You got to put up something besides oh, an shit. offset serrated knife. I know, right? <laughs> How many true, spots did you true. have again, B-Cone? I started off at 50. 50. But, maybe, yeah. maybe you reached the, maybe you reached the, the limit, you know, like at 30. Man, I'm, I'm coming down to, I've coming down to seven, though. I feel like I've got to be able to get rid of these last seven. I don't know. Maybe I I'm know. just stubborn. How much are the spots? How much? 15 bucks. Okay. 15. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it is what it is. Well, 
ah, I keep hitting this. Do you guys hear that? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah like, bang, like a freaking rake. Um, <laughs> so, Jason, yeah. I don't think you actually got all the way into what you're doing I know. this week. I, I know you're talking about on the Hustle and Grind podcast that you're flipping over a house. Well, not flipping it over. I mean, I'm a pretty strong guy, but I don't know if I could actually flip it over. Well, you know what uh, I mean. Yeah, we're, we're working on flipping a house. Um, not me, obviously. I, I can't afford to do that. But I've got a friend that uh, buys and sells real estate, and some of them are rentals, some of them he flips. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of like his go-to dude, you know, for all the general <laughs> general contracting within the projects. I, I feel like... Since I've met you, I've always in my mind thought if, if, if I can't ever find anybody else to help me with problem X, I will guarantee you Jason knows a guy. You yeah. know, that can, that can help, <laughs> you know, like got to get rid of a body. Let's give Jason a call. He'll know somebody. Yeah. That, I know. I know right? a guy. <laughs> it's awesome. You just got to find the guy with the track hoe. If it's more than nine feet, the dogs can't smell it. <laughs> I love it. I mean, that's what I heard anyway. Right. No, doing, no experience. Is this, um, <laughs> is this the same guy that you were doing? You were doing some work, like traveling work up to, was it Tennessee or something? Or uh, you? North Carolina. Yeah, same guy. Oh, NC. Okay, cool. So yeah. you just kind of work for him, uh, uh, odds and ends, anything from carpentry to construction to you name it, huh? Yeah, he, he's a... Uh, a multi-businessman. He's got his fingers yeah. in all kinds of little pots, and I just kind of help him out wherever I can. And he's, he's one of those buddies. Absolutely. And he's one of those guys, you know, if I'm having a short week, I can call him up and say, hey, man, uh, I need 200 bucks this week, you know, whatever. You got anything that, that I can help you out with? And he'll find something, you know. Uh, awesome. Luckily, that doesn't happen often, but if it does happen, yeah. it's, it's nice to know that you've got somebody that can – not yeah, not man. hand you he some always, money, but give you some work, you know, to yep. to take care of what you got to do as far as your bills go. We all need a little help from time to time, you know. And things get lean. That's great. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, it's that. I, that's one of the biggest things I miss about um, living back where I grew up, right? And other people that have moved away from the area that they grew up in may experience the same thing. You, the the network. Your, your network isn't as big anymore, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I, I know quite a few folks here in Boise, but man, like when I was back home, you know, I said to the old man, I was like, I had gotten a welder, uh, just a, you know, cheap 110 uh, little buzz box kind of thing, stick welder back there. And I said, I got to do a project with this thing. I said, do you know anybody that has any you know, steel barrels. Oh yeah. You know, Jim or whatever the hell his name is, you know, we'll just go up there. He's got all kinds of barrels, you know, and it's almost like anything you can think of. He knows a guy, but he's also got damn near 70 years of living there, you know? Right. Um, So you kind of, it's an interesting thing. I find myself wishing I knew more people or were connected, you know, physically to more people in my local area. Uh, you can connect online, and that's great. But sometimes it's just so handy to have have those guys that, like you said, hey man, I'm hurting for this or that, or whether it's money or things. It's great yeah. to know people. And the guy that I'm talking about, me and him have actually known each other since we rode the school bus together in the third grade. Nice. So yeah, we were both born and raised right here in this little bitty small town, and around here, I mean, if you've been here forever, you know everybody who has. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it, it gives you a nice group of people to kind of pick from because everyone around here owns some kind of small business, whether it's landscaping or, you know, yeah. plumbers, electricians. We all know somebody that can help us out in whatever we need. And, yeah, uh, you built your own economy, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yep. That's cool. That's cool. So growing up in the swamp, were you like gator hunting or, you know, like uh, frog frog shooting or like that shit you see on swamp people? <laughs> gator hunting and frog gigging. Absolutely. Gigging. That's what it's that's called. That's it. Yeah. Frog gigging. Put on some you ever, you ever catfish noodled? Oh, all the time. Absolutely. Oh, I man. haven't done it in, in a few years, though. Uh, yeah. The, the reason is a lot of the rivers around here where we used to do it, it's getting to the point to where there's just so much shit in the water, just pollution, yeah. you know, people just throwing God. stuff and it's, it's really messing it know? up, man. It's making it dangerous to go out walking on the river bottom barefoot. You don't know if there's going to be glass. broken beer bottles and stuff and it, it sucks, but you know. Yeah. We have made such a fucking mess of this planet, you know? Yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It's almost um, embarrassing. I mean, uh, we, yeah. we used to have this awesome spot to fish about, 20 minutes from the house and uh it was right off a main road you hit this real steep bank and you take this dirt trail and go under the bridge and really good spot on the river but so many people went down there dumping trash and and starting fires and not putting them out and leaving and i mean the county finally just roped it off you can't even go down there anymore yeah if the world was our bedroom our mothers would kick our ass oh yeah we'd be all the way (laughs) grounded yeah yeah so, Beacon, oh, uh, um, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, maybe a little bit, you know, happier of a subject. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you. What? Oh, go ahead. Hey, let me I, let me let me ask you first, because you just had a video pop off, man. Oh, yeah. on TikTok. Yeah, I had a uh, I mean, it's just some goofy shit, though. Like, I'm I'm not gonna get any sales off of it, but yeah, but yeah, I, had, I had a video that went up. I think it's at 120 thousand views. Wow, awesome! Congratulations. Awesome. I mean, basically, did either of you ever watch any of the Winter Olympics this year? A bit, very little. Yeah. So there's this uh, the the men's curling team. If you've guys seen these guys, oh yeah, there's the one dude that uh, has all the tattoos and. Yeah, he's got the giant mullet, like, I mean, yeah. just majestic mullet, giant mustache, <laughs> beer gut about the same size as mine, like, he's he's a man-man, you know? And he's, they all have mustaches. Yeah, some goofy yeah. shit, goofy shit, for sure. But anyway, so, um, basically, I did this thing where, you know, I'm standing in my shop, and I've got my anvil up close to the camera, and I'm holding my hammer, and, you know, I, I start off way back, and I step forward, and I lean forward, like, you know, how you know, the curlers they get down <laughs> yeah. low to like, let go that, that, you know, center block or whatever the hell they are moving down the, down the ice. <laughs> and I get down exactly in, well, as close as I could to the position he's in. And then it switches over to him. And I guess TikTok <laughs> liked it. I don't know. Nice. I never thought to, uh, yeah, I never thought to meme on the Olympics, but that was brilliant, man. That was great. <laughs> Well, I, I can't say it. I mean, I've, I've seen that ex- exact same thing done before. It's not like yeah. I came up with it, but yeah, I'm just so I'm just so you know cold on TikTok now because like anytime I show a knife, it maybe will get like a hundred views or some shit. And it's yeah. just like every single time I show off what I make, it's like it gets it gets absolutely throttled. So I'm trying to do is like. I put a cup, put a couple like cat videos up there because we got a new kitten, and I did a couple mm-hmm. like 
wacky looking, th- like just trying to like mess with the algorithm to yeah. think that, oh, and you know, it's there's no knives in the thing anymore. And then every it's once in a while, I'll pop a knife in there just to, you know, try to sell something. But yeah, yeah. if you can't get the crazy cat lady to follow you, I, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck's going on, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was just trying to do something different. I but Ben, like- so what's what's going on in your shop this week? Are you are you like balls to the wall with these aprons? I've been busy. Yeah, I've been definitely, definitely busy. I'm trying, I'm trying hard to pace myself and not allow myself to put the cart in front of the horse. You know, I I do this a lot where I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And then I've committed to it 16 times before I'm ready, you know? (laughs) Um, So I'm trying to be deliberate about things. I've been working on, um, my website, which will include my new web store. So that's been fun. I, I ended up doing uh, Squarespace. I was going to do, what is it that uh, House does? Um, he uses, do you remember which one he uses? I don't remember. The, uh, the biggest competitor to Squarespace. But um, so I went with Squarespace and I've been, been, working on my apron process so that I can sort of turn them around quickly. You know, um, it's not the kind of thing where I can have a whole stash of them and then just ship, 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 you know, it'll kind of have to be made to order, but coming up with, um, different variations and, and sort of design ideas. I feel like I've got a really solid pattern for the body, and I've been playing around with the chest pockets and then also the waist pockets, the lower pockets, uh, so that folks have some variation uh, and a little bit of choice. But um, so mostly leather work, which is which is fun. I've always really liked leather work, which I know a lot of people don't. Dude, I um, can't stand it one bit. There's just yeah. something about it. I don't know. It's funny. I've never tried I it. I think, yeah, it... I don't know. I think it, to me, it's very similar to woodworking in a lot of ways. You know, it takes precision. It takes thought about the next steps, um, that kind of thing. And I just, I find it pretty relaxing. So it's been good. Um, those, my site should be up tomorrow. Hey. Which will be cool. That's uh, butlerbuilt.com, right? Uh, butlerbuilt.us. So butlerbuilt.us. Oh. Yeah. Butlerbuilt.us. <laughs> And I've been playing around with a new logo. I'm I'm considering completely rebranding everything to just Butler Built to keep it simpler. I know at some level the name is meaningless. Um, well, you know, I've uh, I've had quite a few people contact me. You know, or one of two ways: either people contact me like, "Oh, what's what's Ben Ben's Instagram or what's this yeah. about Ben?" Or I've trying to explain. You know, hey, I'm I'm in a podcast with Ben Butler, and he's at Ben or what was it? Butler, Benjamin Butler Company. Benjamin Butler Company. Like, oh, like yeah. that movie, and you know, whatever, like the the yeah. one guy aging backwards. So it's trying to much. distance yourself from that is probably the best. Yeah, and like I never use Benjamin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so why I chose I I saw several folks that did that where they use like their full name and their business title and. I thought, oh, that's clever. So I kind of went with it. But so I'll probably end up in due time rebranding the whole 
thing, my Instagram and everything else to Butler Built. But for now, that's where my store will exist. And I'll be... Oh, go ahead. Now, I've seen some of your, you know, thoughts on logos. Some Mm -hmm. of them are pretty cool, and you've got, like, the bow tie idea with it. Mm -hmm. Do you have any thoughts to just taking your old logo and ripping out Benjamin Butler Company and putting in Butler Built? (laughs) I thought about that. For sure, I thought about that. But... What, there are some things I dislike about my current logo. Um, number one is that it's a rectangle and it's mm. really hard to make square. And a lot of, um, a lot of like social media uh, icons and stuff like that are square or closer to square. Mm. And what I also don't like about my current logo is that I can't simplify it in any way. Mm. Um, so I, I was looking to build a logo like, uh, housemade.us Brian's logo is just an HM with a lightning bolt in the middle. You or know, another you person, kind of, or another person who oh. has an absolute stellar one is fucking pickle cutters. Oh yes. my god, you can see that yeah. thing from a mile away. Yeah, and that was so when he was on the show a while back, we actually talked about color in logo design. Mine's bright yellow right and and i i have had several different times where people purely recognized it based on the color you know the like the shape and the color is like bam i know exactly what that is so i tried to sort of blend that in that or blend that thought process into the new logo and i, I think for now this may change by tomorrow but for now <laughs> it's got orange you know kind of a a nice orangish color i like those cautionary colors oranges and yellows kind of fits the construction-y people seem to pick that out of a crowd but um and that but probably the biggest thing was i couldn't simplify my old logo and so i wanted like an icon baked into the logo that i could then lean on so if i needed to make say a leather stamp you know, I didn't need to make this incredibly detailed leather stamp with Benjamin can, Butler Company or, you know. Yeah, you can, can minimalize it. Yeah, yeah. And that might, you know, might help other folks too if you're thinking about logos or redesigning logo your logo or just trying to come up with one is um, there's sort of two, two schools of thought or two, I won't say schools of thought, but two methods. And one is an icon-based logo and then the other is not icon based. I don't remember what they call it, but, um, with an icon based logo, um, you're leaning into the, the, uh, shape or an icon, um, so to represent it. Right. And I'm trying to, trying to think of a logo that has an icon in it, uh, like the Bic pen guy, Right. Okay. Yeah. A lot of folks might recognize a big pen just by seeing that little guy or Iron Man, the watches, that, that mm. Iron Man shape. Anyway, that's all going up. I'll have aprons and templates. And I'm also working on, and this may not come out tomorrow with the aprons, but it will be out shortly thereafter. I'm working on a, a, a hip side tool pouch. Um, sort of like a tool belt that'll just have a few simple, a few simple pockets, like sleeve type pockets for holding 
you know, pencils or screwdriver or whatever. Um, similar to like an electrician's tool pouch. Yeah, I get you. I get you. <clears throat> I have moved a bit away from wearing an apron in the shop every day towards a, a pouch like that. And I, I love it because when I'm out here, I always need a pencil. I always need a tape measure and I always need, I keep a six inch, um, it's six inch, six, six inch. inch, I keep six a six inch, inch sausage yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, on the table. <laughs> no, uh, a six inch, it's called a Paolini ruler from woodpeckers, but it's essentially a, a slide ruler in a way where it has the little square thing that you can slide. So if you want to transfer a measurement, you can easily do that. Cool, cool. Jason, are, have you thought at all about changing up your design, or are you pretty happy with JK? Well, what do you mean? You don't like my design? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just, <laughs> just know, kidding. Just brain a little bit. <laughs> you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. <laughs> now, I've got... Uh... The JK logo itself, that's my touch mark on my blades. That'll never change. Yeah. Um, I like that. Yeah, that, that'll stay the same forever. Now, as far as an actual logo, I don't really have one. Um, I've got several different designs, I guess you'd call them, on different T-shirts and hats, hoodies, things like that. But I, I haven't landed on one yet that I've seen and just thought that's the one. You know, So I, I kind of just keep changing it up, trying to figure out. You know, I don't know how to make a logo. Yeah, um, that's not easy yeah so and it, it's very expensive if you try to get someone to do it for you well i've got yeah. several people that have volunteered to do it you know um, really yeah that'll just do it for me but I, I just don't know what to do you know what i mean i just i got these ideas that pop into my head and then when i see it actually on paper it's it's just not yeah. what, I, what i thought i'll tell you so one one of the way i've always started my logo designs is basically just perusing logos online and i have a i have a pinterest <laughs> yes i do use pinterest become <laughs> a closet pinterest addict um but i have a i have a folder or whatever the hell they call it in there that is probably has five thousand logos in the damn thing wow um and just and then when i sat down to make my new logo right I'll, I'll bring all of those in and there might be an element of one that I like and I'll grab that and an element of another. Oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, I like that shape or, you know, that curve. And it becomes this mishmash of all this visual eye candy, you know, that I kind of put together uh, to build one. I'm not great at it. I'm not even what I would call good at it, but I, 
guess I kind of enjoy it in a way. Um, but I know there are some folks out there that make logos that, you know, you don't give them any ideas. They'll chat with you a bit, find out a little bit more about your work and your business, and off they go. They'll make a logo, and it's kick-ass. There's yeah, a, the, uh, the way that my logo came about is um, I, I was having, back when I was working at Target, of course, I was having a particularly rough day because the guy who works in the freezer section decided to call out sick, and we got a whole truckload of freezer in. So I'm I'm unloading this freezer and I'm just like in the freezer the thing's shut and like you know it's pretty much like a a seal where nobody can hear you in there and I'm just sitting in there just <laughs> just <laughs> raging oh my god it, because it's like negative twenty degrees in there and yeah it's just cold like, as fall and I know pickle cutters are you know you Canadians up there like oh negative twenty that ain't shit what. I mean, oh, okay, cool. But anyways, yeah. uh, you know, I'm just in there. I'm just, you know, raging and, you know, I'm, I'm, I funnel all of that energy into just thinking about, okay, like I've, I've been making knives for a while and I've sold a couple knives and like, I'm, I'm really looking forward to like, you know, trying to make this a thing. So I never have to do this shit again. Yeah. And uh, basically I'm just, you know, thinking about all of the different things I need to do to build a company and like all the you know, starting, starting a Instagram, starting a Facebook, starting a YouTube, you know, getting a hold of, you know, Kyle, my videographer to make a video or two. And like, mm -hmm. fine. When I, when I went on lunch break, I, I didn't even eat lunch that day. And I'm just sitting in front of, on, you know, in the break room and I grab a couple pieces of paper and I just start scribbling like, you know, nice. logos and like, you know, th knives shapes and stuff like that. I'm just, I'm just like pissed and, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm just sitting there raging like a, you know, I think I was listening to Rage Against the Machine the entire way through. <laughs> and I just said, and I just kept doing logos and kept doing logos and doing weird things and do, and I finally just came down to, you know, pretty much damn near what my signature looks like with knives yeah. at the bottom. Put it, it's and, I, cool, and somebody came up next to me and was like, oh, you know, finally, like, you know, one of my buddies was like, okay, you know, I, I you kind of burnt out a little bit there. You know, what are you doing over there? And he's like, oh, you know, here's all the logos I just sat here and scribbled out. And yeah. he's looking, he's looking, and he's like, oh, I like that one. And I said, which one? And he grabbed he grabbed a pencil and he put an oval around the, the signature. He oh, that. nice. And there's my logo. And that That's was it. That's awesome. <laughs> I like your logo, um... I, I always have thought that it kind of looks like one of those cartoon thought bubbles. Oh, that's you know? like almost exactly what my, like that's damn near what my signature looks like. Yeah. It's it, cause it's like an oval with a little tail, you know? Um, yeah. Oh yeah. I never it. thought of it that way. Um, see, I just, I have no drawing or, or artistic ability in that realm. I just can't, I can't sit down and do the, the pen and paper, pencil and paper thing. But I've gotten pretty good at doing basically that on the computer, you know, okay. where I know uh, a lot of folks would use Illustrator. I use an, uh, a program called Sketch, which is something, it's like a vector, you know, like Inkscape or any of those. Um, but I've learned enough tools in it to where the tools fade into the background and I don't have to think about <clears throat> how you know what the, what tool to grab and how to change what I need to change to to make it all work so it's kind of just become second nature and I really enjoy playing with like the layering of things you know and I think that I don't know it's it, to me it's kind of a a sick fun thing to do but but in my mind like I I know I put too much weight on it but 
I'm always like the the aesthetic of a website, the look and feel or the UI, uh, it, you know, if you're in the know, the user interface. Um, that whole thing to me, I, I sort of build my foundation, that's my foundation for for building whatever it is I'm building in a, in a lot of ways. You know, it's like, this is going to be my public face to the world. I, I want it to be, you know, a place that you look at and say, man, that that's a place I want to, I want to be here or something I want to check out or, you know, and I don't know, kind of nerdy like that. So uh, I got all that done. And I also have been playing around with the CNC, which is really fun. First time I've, fired that baby on since I got back. And I think I have figured out a way to carve us like leather stamps for like logos and that kind oh, of thing. Out of what? And, well, I think I'm just going to use, um, um, uh, HDPE cutting board material. Oh, okay. Makes and sense. especially if it's a stamp that like, well, a, if it wears out, I can always cut another one you know, but B, um, if I offered it as a, as a customization to leather work, you know, whether that's an apron or a tool belt or, uh, a workbench, uh, leather workbench pad or whatever the hell it is that I'm making, you know, I could potentially offer that up. You could send me your logo file. I would vectorize it, carve a stamp, stamp, you know, stamp your stuff. And then if you reordered in the future, you know, I could, uh, charge, I wouldn't charge you nearly as much because there wouldn't be like a whole setup fee for customers. I don't know, man. Stamp. You're going to, you're going to end up with a giant box full of those dang, you know, Delrin plastic, you know, well, I'd throw them <laughs> away. Right. And then just cut a new one when, when, if I get okay. another order, right. like if you order well, uh apron for me, it's going to last your entire life. So you're never yeah. going to get another apron stamped. Well, instead of throwing it away, you could put it in the pack with the apron. That way, whoever yeah. gets it can Whoa. stamp their own shit at home. There you go. That Sold. Uh, dude, just but like been, that. Look at that. I've been also carving them out of, um, I don't know if you've ever seen those linoleum blocks for, like, printmaking. It's no. um, for those folks that do, oh, I don't remember what the hell they call that. I've seen folks, I have a friend who's an artist, and she... Um, hand carves these really cool scenes it's like a relief carving and then um takes a roller and rolls ink all over it and then stamps it on paper and some of her designs are like three layers so you can get different colors and stuff it's really cool nice but they use these these it's like a piece of plywood with like a piece of linoleum glued to the top and then the, the linoleum is easier to carve so you carve that away, and then it also gives a little bit, and uh, you make make prints. So, yeah, a lot going on, but having a lot of fun. Good to cool, be back man. in the show. Cool. Hell yeah! Well, shit, guys. What about you? you? Oh, um, yeah. So. <laughs> oh yeah, me. Tell us about you, Brian. <laughs> oh, let's do all the things that you want to do. <laughs> sure. So this past this past couple of weeks, I've been working on this giant batch of knives, and I finally finished it up just before the last podcast. Well, you know, basically with that with that giant batch, it took me almost three weeks to finish it all, and that's simply because the batch was so large that each process was taking damn near two days. 
Ooh. So it's just slowing my ass down. And I, I'm really happy, you know, right around that eight to 10, 10 knife mark where yeah. it's like every single process, you know, the first day you cut them out, you drill the holes, you profile them, you heat treat them, do that whole thing. That's one day. The next day, grind and bevels, you know, yada, yada, yada. I like each, each process should take one day, you know, front to back. So with that being such a big production, this, this past week, I basically just took four different, I d- did four order or four ordered knives and I just focused on four and I just like rushed right through it just so that like after spending three weeks on a batch, I'm just like, okay, I can bust ass on, on four different knives and get it out in a week just so that I'm feeling back to normal again so that I can go back yeah. to that, you know, six to eight to 10 or so. So I've basically been working nice. on that. And with that, with that batch of four, I've also, you know, shot a video making that uh, Gentry custom knives build along knife. Uh-huh. So I've got the first video of that coming out probably this weekend so that it's out before the, you know, the thing closes. But yeah. of course I'm going to have to split it up into two because I'm slow at shit. But hey, I've man. been seeing that Gentry build along everywhere. That thing's got Dude. Yeah. What a great guy. For sure. For sure. I just saw, um, I just saw, I think it was on his stories. Maybe it was a reel. I don't remember exactly, but he's got a piece of property up there and he's going to build a new shop this spring. Yeah. He's, he was talking about that on the podcast. Yeah. I didn't quite get to listen to that episode yet. So that's cool. Someone's slacking over here. Come on. I know. I usually (laughs) listen to every damn one when I'm not here, but that one somehow I I've got it flagged so I can go back to it. But yeah. yeah, I was talking about I was talking about that with him when I was over there for the day. And basically yeah. he's he's got a couple acres of property and he's gonna build a house and he's gonna custom build the shop around knife making. So that is that's cool. gonna be fun. That's gonna be super fun for him. Yeah. For you sure. know, in in life, I feel like you often can look back at moments and go like, Man, what that that fucking changed everything. Right. Like yeah. a building a shop is one or getting a two by know, 72, getting a two by 72 or, um, but it's, it's really cool to look back on those, but I've often thought like, can you, can you recognize it when you're in it? You know, like as that moment's going down, have you ever kind of picked your head up and went, this, this is going to be a defining moment. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. What was it? When I finished putting together my two by seventy two grinder. Oh, cool! I remember it plain as day because I was part time for so long. I I yeah. knew I needed one, but it's such an investment. I mean, they are not cheap, right? And then when I went full time, you know, there's not a choice. You cannot be part or full time on a one by thirty grinder, even when you have six of them. It's not going to work. And uh, I remember right. cleaning off that workbench and getting everything laid out. And when I put it together, I took a step backwards and just thought, damn, you know, I have a run. Yeah. Baby. Like, I mean, I, I see these giant things if and everyone else's shop. It was a shop. house made grinder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I, I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a revolution no, one of these kidding. days. I definitely yeah, need to I'm add just, a second grinder. Shit, and uh, I would love to have, I'd like to have three. I'd like to get one from Brian and one from Richard Beck as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. he makes some good looking shit too. So, yeah. So, what about you, B Cone? You have any whether it's in business or life, any any moments uh, like that? I mean, I also have to agree when I when I popped together my broadback, it was like, you know, it's just you, you run 
<laughs> I know it's not it's not Brian Doing houses million. and yeah the whole thing yeah <laughs> no, if no. I had a welder I probably would have gone with houses you know revolution yeah yeah you know, I no, still no. to this yeah, day no, no. don't know how to weld so I can't quite do that but no doubt but yeah, yeah. it's definitely the the you know two by seventy two and then the other big one is you know right when um. You know, I was I was hanging out with Emily and her grandma was like, hey, you know, my, my shed or my shop is a shed in the in her backyard. Okay. So it's like when when she was like, hey, you know, if you want to set up shop there and have a spot to make your knives, that's, you know, not out in the rain. Yeah. That, basically walking into that shed and being like, this is my spot now. This is this is where my my home base is. And that, that was yeah. a big one. It's hard right. to beat. Uh, it's hard to beat getting a new space. You know, whatever it's for, whether it's a, you know, an addition to your house and you got a new bedroom or whatever it is, or getting a new apartment, I've often thought, you know, is always like, so that was one of the most enjoyable parts of it. You know, it's like, oh, I got this space. Yeah. The apartments were never that for me, especially going through college. You know, I was moving apartments almost every year or sometimes, you know, by the semester. Yeah. It's just like, you know, you after the first one like the first time you walk in like this place is mine then after that it's like oh i have to move or oh i have to unpack and it's that that feeling of this place is like that overwhelming feeling of this is mine hasn't really hit me huh see i only ever had uh one apartment in college i say it was in the dorms the first year and then (laughs) literally got kicked out of the dorms for two under two (laughs) underage drinking charges and (laughs) So they said you're no longer allowed to step foot on any dormitory property. But then I got this apartment with my, um, he was my roommate when I was in the dorms and we were just like thick as thieves, two peas in a pod, you know, just kind of the same upbringing, just two crazy redneck kids. And then we met, um, we met this kid from Pittsburgh. So kind of a city kid shooter was his name. And Shooter was uh, nothing like us, but it was so fun. Mark and I would just laugh at Shooter all the time. He'd, he'd get shit-faced drunk and cook ramen noodles, put hot sauce and ranch dressing in him, and you know, just all kinds of craziness. But we had one apartment. We called it the bomb shelter. And uh, we had so many fucking parties at that place. It was insanity, absolute sure. insanity. My roommate Mark would... Um, He'd go home every weekend and his grandfather owned a bus garage. And uh, so he'd go home and work, drive bus. He'd drive all the high schoolers to basketball games and shit like that. And, uh, but he'd always come back, you know, on Sunday loaded to the gills with all this shit that his grandparents had bought, you know, whether it was uh, Cisco food, he'd bring back like, 25 pound bags of chicken patties and french fries and shit like that and then one day he brought a kegerator and we about lost our fucking minds and uh that was sort of the beginning of the end if you will we just (laughs) always had a keg on tap (laughs) all right changing gears once again dude hey guys we're coming up in an hour in do we want to switch over to the uh wfi projects hell yeah yeah man anybody got one up or should i take the first one Go I ahead. can't get it up yet. I actually just had it up, and my phone I didn't touch my phone for too long, and it went black. So Okay, I'll take yeah. the first one. I don't know. These, these little Tonto blades. It's some crazy guy. It's, it's uh, J- J- Jason Har- Harwell or 
Hard, <laughs> hard will? Uh, something like How that. You... No, these you... dang finger bangers, man. These things are so I've heard damn of those. cool. I've heard just of those. kidding, just kidding blades? Is <laughs> yeah, that just it? kidding blades. That's I'm pretty it. sure it's just kidding okay. blades. That's the one. Got it. <laughs> Dude, so tell us more about these finger bangers. Are they are, if I banger. Get it right, man. Banger. Banger banger till you break a nail. If um, I remember correctly, it's it's a you know like a chisel grind, just a what single bevel type situation. Yep, single bevel. Uh, it started out, I was uh, doing a batch of knives, and a piece of steel fell on the ground with that close rough profile, and I looked at it and I was like, "Hmm, that's a knife." And so I put it on my two inch contact wheel and kind of hollowed out that spot for a handle, and slapped the chisel grind on, it, and it took shit, man, five minutes tops. And I just jokingly, I took a picture of it in my hand and I put it on Instagram. I said, first person, give me 60 bucks, gets this thing. Dude, nice. so many people wanted it. I spent the next week making $60 finger bangers. There you go. Banging your fingers. Yeah. Well, now they're 145 and, uh, and they're still moving like hotcakes. I don't build them much just because the handle material I use, I use drops. You know, whatever comes out of... The yeah, good handle material, yeah. I use drops. It's not economical to cut a whole block for that. No, I feel you on that one. Because I, I do my nano neck knife, which is kind of very similar. I mean, it's it's the designs are nowhere near each other, but it's about that same rough size. Mm-hmm. Dude, we need to do a trade one of these days where you make a finger banger and I'll make a nano and we'll switch. Yeah, just let me know when you're ready, dude. I'll be down for that. Okay, all right. So, uh... Who's- Go ahead. No, man. Let's uh, just jump in further into WFI projects. Who's got the next one? Uh, I'll go. I'm just yes, scrolling man. through it, and I've seen this blade before and knew I saw it, but uh, I didn't really know who done it Done it until I clicked on it, but it's Jason Moss at Aru Blade Works. It's the six-inch chef, and the scales that he has on there have the, what is this, black maple burl, true stone, and red box elder. Whoa. That is a sick-looking blade. And, uh, no joke. Jason, he, he kind of pisses me off every now and then, man, because he's, he's not been making very long. I know. And he, he's getting too good too fast. <laughs> oh, my you know, gosh. We need to pull the reins back on that one just a hair. Slow down, Jason. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that is a really, really good-looking knife. And um, his photography, too, you know, taking the picture of it in front of that uh, 12-year bottle of scotch. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, is that scotch? Yeah, that is scotch. So, uh, yeah. Ben, you got one? Ben. Ben's not Earth's home. Ben. Sorry, right. I'm mute. Just talking to myself. I got one. <laughs> it is uh, Kaikia? K-I, or K-A-I-K-E-A. Dustin, I'm not even going to try that last name. <laughs> L-I-J-I-M-A. Ligima? Anyway, he I aspires. Think that's pronounced Ligma. Oh, Ligma. <laughs> Aspires to make cool shit, is what it says. <laughs> All right, continue. <laughs> anyway, made a tote bag. Brilliant green leather. Really kind of cool. Just glossy. Um, but he says, uh, maybe did half the total stitching today by hand, and I'm already thinking about getting a sewing machine. Amen, brother. That is the biggest fear I have in scaling a leatherwork business. 
For sure, for sure. Well, you guys already know Tyrell Knifeworks has been kicking ass and taking names for so long. Oh yeah. He did yeah. you guys did you guys see his um one what is it, a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube video that he put up? Yeah, that's bonkers. I haven't yet. Okay. Well he made this this Damascus knife, kind of like this ton, Americanized Tonto looking thing. And it's basically out of um Damascus drops over the years. He he put them all in the same, you know. He did a canister Damascus and just basically took all of the little scraps that he's had around and forge welded it together. And man, this thing is just wicked looking. And basically the whole idea with it is for his 100,000 100, subscriber video, he basically built it and then gave it away to one of the subscribers. So that is awesome. Dude, this thing is absolutely badass. Yeah, I was just looking at it. Papa Hatch Axe has three axes, same axes, different handles. It's, I don't know. Axes to me are just so cool. I love axes. For sure, for sure. Jason, you got another one? Yeah, I'm, I'm scrolling through right now, and there's a handful of people that I'm noticing the trend kind of taking over this hashtag. Uh, yeah, we need some fresh blood. Yeah, so I'm going to skip those guys. Okay, um, all right. I hear you. <laughs> my housework well, guy. One, one last one before we go on to the new people. Dude, my heart breaks for Brigham Kendall with the, um, his his version of the uh, Gentry Customized build-along. Dude, did you see the one that broke in half? No. I, I saw that. He was treating it, and yeah. apparently the thing snapped oh. right at the top of the handle. Ugh. Man. I was actually see, just looking at Brigham's super cool new mustache on the WFI project hashtag <laughs> i noticed that too yeah see that's one thing that that's another thing about knife making like woodworking you'd almost have to try to fuck something up that bad where you'd have to throw it away you know but knife making man shit happens it takes you know? half a split second yeah they crack in the heat treat or whatever the hell it is yeah no matter what you do sometimes mm-hmm yeah, and you got one cone? Oh man, I've been throwing out a bunch of them. I guess uh, it's I'm gonna call out it's Zura Maker again because, and this guy just makes off the chain rings and I guess they're knuckle dusters or something. What I can't I don't know uh, the proper term, but he's got a ring here in what looks like a uh, some kind of an old shell casing as a ring box is it a shell from i don't rem- i don't know looks like a shell from a big ass gun like a military kind of thing all right and a wooden looks like a wooden top that goes on it but just i don't know what it is some some of it's he takes incredible photos really cool macro photos but also, it's just his work is just killer. So it's yeah, a maker. I've got one that I think we should focus on for a minute. So don't we'll steal have my, don't Fletch. Steal Sorry, what? What's going on? I said, don't Let me steal get my glasses. My. So we've got Flatch Land Holster. F L A C H L A N D Holster is in holster. You guys know how to spell holster. But basically, he's made this post about his leather working situation and he looks like he has some sort of a press with a you know a mold situation but 
I just want, I don't think I've seen this guy on, on this list before. We were talking about logos, and if you guys check out his logo, that is super minimalist and very, very, like, unique. Spell that again. F-L-A-T-C-H land? No, hold on. F-L-A-C-H land holster. He's got 69 followers. Make that 70. 94 post, 88 following. Dude, this guy is just getting into it. First of all, I love that logo. That's a really interesting logo. Or a mountain. Um, A buddy of mine here in Boise, Heart of Timber, has a similar logo to that. And he literally sort of designed it to be like a heartbeat, you know? Okay. Um, Or like a EKG or whatever that is, a pulse pulse ox reading. But this guy does some great stuff. Yeah, he's a pretty cool kid. He's a young kid in Germany. He's actually oh, no shit. Germany. Okay. He, he's a listener of the H and G podcast over there, and, and he's communicated a few times. And uh, I didn't realize his awesome. followers were that low. Yeah, dude. Oh, we need to post seventy-one followers now. Stefan Mueller. Yeah, this Welcome. is definitely definitely really high quality stuff, and it's like you know, just because no. he's German doesn't mean we can't yeah. support him. Come on now. Hey, man. We are, we love everyone equally, but killer work, Stefan. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Clean, clean work. Hit the man up. Well, I've got one. Let me do one more. more. I'm going to shout out the maker as well as their post on WFI. Now, I have, you know, I'm I'm a loyal listener to this Work For It podcast, and I've heard this name before, and I'm ashamed to admit it. I've never checked into it, but I definitely will now. Josh Indez. Yeah, man. I looked at this one uh, knife that he's got with the Ambonia Burl, and it's got like the flame pattern in the wood. It looks beautiful. It looks like a little skinner. And then I backed out and clicked on a different one, and it's a set of blades with some purple handles. And, man, just killing it. And I I just think that's cool that, I, you know, I looked at two different ones trying to figure out which one to shout out, and they're both him. So, Josh, (laughs) kick-ass work, dude. He's doing some awesome work with some Kydex, too. He's got a very interesting approach to what looks like an edge guard on a chef's knife with the, with the spine kind of missing out of it. Okay. Um, I kind of see the concept. He's got like a, a stopper behind the heel, and it slips uh-huh. over the handle of the blade. So I guess that is to prevent sliding in and out, maybe to protect the blade finish. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Whatever yeah. it's for, it's it's a pretty neat look. Looks nice, Looks sharp for sure. Yeah. Are you still doing Kydex, Jason? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Nice. I I've, I've looked at I've looked at looked at it a bit. You know, like maybe trying my hand at it a little bit. Looks really fun. Dude, oh, there we go, fun. Jason. It is super um, fun. When we when we both make those little knives and trade them back and forth, I'll go ahead and finally dip my toes into the Kydex world. And there then I'll go. I'll send you off a, a Kydex sheath for my little guy, and then you can, you know, basically give me some pointers. There you go. Yeah. There, now it's productive. Now I can write <laughs> it off, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, what do you guys think about, I've, I've been thinking about making just some dead simple, maybe not even knifed shape, knife shaped, just rectangular leather sleeves for shipping knives. Mm. There's... That's- so Good. many ways to, I would say, freely, you know, yeah. with no cost. 
um, do that to protect the edge on a blade during shipping. Yeah. Unless it serves a different purpose later on down the road, you obviously don't want to store a knife in leather. Right. Uh, Cause it's going to hold moisture and, you know, cause rust, you know, more patina than you want. Um, yeah. I mean, as good of an idea as that sounds like, you know, not all that ideas are good. Yeah. Um. No, I, I just, it was just a wild, <laughs> honestly, it was, it was just a wild idea. And I was like, I wonder if that, I don't know. I'm know, trying to think if there's like a, it, like a, something you could use that for afterwards. You know what I mean? That way it doesn't yeah, just go through the mail and I end up in you. the trash. I get you. And that's what I thought too. It's like, ain't nobody going to put their shit in that later on. Well, and the other thing is like, you have to make it a universal size and nothing's going to fit I know. just right. That's, that was the other thing. So I migrated from that to the idea of making a three or four knife knife roll. Okay. Simple chef's knife roll. And I, I'm, I'm thinking I, I'm strongly considering doing like monthly drops of new products where wow. I would have, you know, 10 or 15 of them made and drop it on the site and they'd be up there till they sold out. Well, I am a huge fan of that apron that you made. Um, nice. I got. I wear an apron Thank in you. my shop a lot, and I freaking hate it. Uh, the <laughs> one I got though, it's it's just a Lincoln Electric, you know, uh, uh-huh. leather apron, but it's got like the fabric shoulder straps, so they kind of cut yeah. in. You know, it gets heavy, and they start cutting if into you, your shoulders. And, yeah. If if you if you get an apron that fits bad, number one, that is miserable. Yes. You, you might as well not even wear it, because what folks kind of don't think about with an apron i find a tool belt's one thing you know you're used to having a belt on right and a lot of us or a good number of us are used to wearing a tool belt at some point in your life right so it's a familiar feel with an apron the tools don't hang close to your body they're always draped in front of you Mm. you know and so they kind of if you have an apron that fits bad, that gap between your chest or your gut and the apron can get big, you know, and it dangles and it's like always in your fucking way and it drives you crazy. Um, The harness or the straps that I, uh, the strap design that I follow, a lot of folks do the same thing, but it's an X back. And I think I'll also have a Y back design. So the X back obviously forms an X on your back. Mm-hmm. So the strap that goes over your right shoulder will clip on to the left side of the apron and vice versa. The Y back forms a Y shape and there's and then there's a belt that that pulls the apron together in the back. So it'll be two different designs so you can kind of customize the fit, but yeah, it and for me leather personally, just hangs so nice. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. For me personally, I don't – I've had two different aprons since I started doing this. My first one, obviously, was the Harbor Freight piece of shit. Uh, um, same. With yeah. the two little chest pockets. I upgraded and got a Lincoln Electric one from our local welding supply store. It was like 40 bucks. Yeah. And it's got a few pockets. I've never put anything in a pocket of my apron. I yeah. wear it to not catch on fire. Um, yep. Yeah. Especially, you know, if you're doing hollow grinds on a 10-inch wheel – those sparks are hitting you right in the gut. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll be curious to see how many orders. That's kind of my thought, too, is that a lot of folks will just want it for the protection. Yes. You know, and so I'll have an option that just basically has a very simple one pocket up on the chest, and it's just all 
you know, all leather otherwise. So basically two pieces of leather. Yeah. Um, so my, my leather apron, I had my leather guy make me an apron. It's, it's a really thin, it's basically, it's, it's a, it's a spark guard for me. Uh-huh. But ba- it basically, it's a really, really thin piece of um, leather, and it actually has the suede out. And I find that that, I, I don't know what yep. it is, but that seems to help quite a bit. And then the only two pockets that it has is I had them put two little Sharpie pockets up by the, the very top of the yeah. thing, up by each of the straps. Yeah. And I carry absolutely nothing in the rest. Uh, there's no pockets in the rest. But even before, when I had a bigger, heavier leather apron, I had two pockets that went down, you know, right, right, you know, at my gut. And I never put anything in there because it would fill up with metal dust. Mm -hmm. Same with me, sawdust. And I I even built uh, flaps for mine, like these flaps that I could tuck in if I just wanted open pockets or I could leave out and protect it. I do use... the apron I've got now has two square pockets, and then behind that, there's a kangaroo pouch pocket. I use that a lot just to put my hands in. <laughs> okay. You know. How um, long are yours, Ben? I've got three different lengths. Um, my current one sits, oh, I don't know, maybe three or four inches below my belt. Okay. Um, I like a little bit of a shorter apron, but I'll have longer ones and shorter so depending on height and then i'll also have um different girth sizes too <laughs> girth it's all about the girth yeah so if you yeah. need the, you need the ones that i have they go well past my knees and i find that you really need that for the sparks see I'm, what do you I'm think about opposite. split leg split leg uh, would I've be never nice seen one before no well what's, the one i have now is uh it's about halfway down my shins and yeah, I tell here. you what, when yep. you got to take a piss and you got to throw all that <laughs> off to one side, yeah, you yeah. know, and hold it up, split leg wouldn't yep. be a bad idea. Now, I don't yep. like it really that long, though. My old one was about halfway down my thigh, and that was plenty. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it was Harbor Freight piece of crap, and it literally burnt the threads that holds the two pieces of leather together, and it just <laughs> came apart. I haven't thought about making one that long, like down to your knees long. Dude, it's um, like almost ankle yeah yeah anyway um, the the split leg thing i've seen a good number of those mostly for metal work and mostly for um i don't know on-site work maybe potentially where you got to do some walking you know mm. um and also some folks just really dislike having that apron down even like the middle of your thigh you know when you walk it kind of hits that apron and some right. folks just really dislike that so i've seen where you split the middle and then there's snaps where you could snap it back together to make it one solid piece but also they'll have like a a leg strap that goes around kind of like uh oh i don't know if you like remember those old knee pads you'd wear for playing catcher in little league oh yeah you know like those those uh straps that go around i thought about maybe that but i'm gonna keep it pretty simple out of the gate and then we'll build up Sure, sure. Well, does anybody have a dad joke we can finish this thing off with? I got one. Alright. <laughs> you got your tuba warmed up? Tuba? Get the hell out of here with tuba. It's a trombone. I can't not say tuba. Oh, what did one hat say to the other? What? Stay here, I'm going on ahead.
Hey, why did Billy get fired from the banana factory? Why did he get fired? He kept throwing out all the bent ones. (laughs) 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 Holy shit. Oh man, that uh, that that banana one instantly. I don't know if you guys have seen it or not, but there's a commercial out there, and all I'm gonna say is you go to bentcarrot.com to uh, check into this, and it instantly put that into my head. And uh, nice, yeah. So that was a good one. Here's a here's a fitting one for the sharp Santa there. What do you call a poor Santa Claus? What do you call him? Beacon. Saint hey. Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what was that? I didn't hear. Saint Nicholas. There it is. People <laughs> getting more than they bargained for today. I'll have you know. Three dad jokes in one episode. Multiple tubas. Look out, he has tubas and trombones. I'm going to shut this shit down if you're not careful. (laughs) Tubas, trombones, troubadours, and a couple of knife makers. There we have it. Man, well, dude, it's been so good to have you on. Man, it's been fun. I appreciate you guys having me. I'm glad we finally got our poop in a group, and we finally, thanks again, thanks to B-Cone for organizing all this shit and... You know, wrangling and all that stuff. It's it's. I, I really enjoy having guests. It's fun. You know hey what's man, funny somebody is somebody out uh, there has to do it. Somebody has to do it. <laughs> yesterday, yeah, guys, so I appreciate every single one of you guys who've been listening. Um, we it? didn't quite make it to you know our Patreon, Patreon supporters. List. We don't have that list. Brian's got that master list. We'll have to hit it early on next next podcast. But yeah, yeah, I think this has been a great show. I appreciate every single one of you guys, and I hope everyone out there works for it. Baby, have a good day, y'all. See ya. Thursday, butlerbuilt.us. Pick up your next apron. (laughs) Keep on hustling. Keep on grinding. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. 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 You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen. 
on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save